When you come from Vanity City, everybody always wants to know, have you ever seen the free runner? He's only been around for a year or so, but it already feels like he's been here forever. And I have seen him, 60 feet up the side of a skyscraper, kicking back on the edge of a windowsill, sharing a bagel with a pigeon and a couple of crows. The way I see it, when it comes to the free runner, it's really just a question of mismanaged resources. That's all it is. Because that's what a superhuman is. A resource that needs management. Look, at the end of the day, it all comes down to numbers. I don't care if you can defy the laws of gravity, nobody can defy the laws of economics. The world works the way it does for a reason. I learned that as a child, I learned it in business school, and I learn it again every day when I watch the news or when I go out into the world. The free runner, so far as I know, he's an independent agent. He doesn't work with any larger outfits, doesn't have any coverage. That's why he gets shit on in the news so much. He doesn't have a team. No lawyers, no publicists. Nobody out there to explain or spin his various legal transgressions. There's people with powers out there. Superhuman powers. We know that now. They're seen around the world, usually helping with natural disasters and the occasional giant monster. There's a couple dozen that are pretty famous as real-life superheroes on a global scale, and a bunch that are only big on their own local scenes. However, famous or not, what they all have in common is that most of them work for major corporations, big companies. It's the only way they can afford operating insurance, which is extremely expensive. But without proper insurance, a superhuman is basically either a criminal or a terrorist, depending on the level of property damage they can be connected to. So... Anybody with decent powers who isn't a total nut job winds up working for one of the small handful of major corporations who employ such people. There's maybe three big companies that handle that sort of thing on an international scale with a few dozen subsidies and shell companies. From there, your enhanced person will get subcontracted into what basically winds up being one of three types of gigs. Locational security, bodyguarding, and freak shows. Locational security means you go to a place and protect it, whereas bodyguarding usually involves following your target around. Similar jobs, very different methodologies. The last category, freak show, is for all the folks who are willing to spend anywhere from two grand to ten million dollars to see a super person flex their powers. This could be flying, energy manipulation, or even advanced healing. <laughs> I knew a guy who, for $10,000, would go to rich people's parties, make a big scene, and then shoot himself in the face. Five minutes later, he'd jump to his feet, give a grand bow, and then take off with an envelope full of cash for his services. Operating insurance is the main requirement. As without that, you're vulnerable to all manner of legal attacks, from criminal charges to being sued by the very people you helped arrest. And as I said, it carries a hefty price tag. 
I mean, we're talking about people who, by the nature of their lifestyle or occupation or vocation, whatever you want to call it, they're likely to be doing physical harm and causing anywhere from small to enormous amounts of structural property damage to private and public spaces. Some super goon shoots an I-beam through somebody's car, and who pays for that? What if the beam goes through that car and then into a privately owned restaurant? These are real things that happen. It's like drunks having fist fights with sticks of dynamite. You ever seen somebody use lightning powers indoors? There's videos of that up online. It'll decimate the space. So on top of the loss of life, you might have a building that's no longer structurally sound. And again, who's on the hook to pay for all that? And even with insurance taken care of, you'll still need a full team of lawyers on standby, as well as a decent public relations company. People who can issue a press statement when the next wannabe Tucker Carlson starts screaming that your glowing eyes are a threat to society. In the end, we're talking millions of dollars a year, and that's just to get you to the point where you're legally able to do the job. That's not even counting operating expenses, health costs, costume maintenance. You don't think it's a lot, but a good suit costs at least a few thousand dollars, and they're easily damaged by even a minor physical interaction. It all adds up and quick. Which is why most people with powers can't afford to just be private citizens and do what they want. They need a corporate backer, but that means that now you got people to answer to. So that means following certain rules. You're a corporate employee now, and that's going to impact your actions if you want to stay employed. Nobody ever got rich biting the hand that feeds them. You don't get to just say whatever you want to say and do whatever you want to do. You've got an image, and that image is tied to the company. You're a representative, an agent of that larger agenda, which is, of course, to make money. That's why companies exist. That is the only reason. To provide people with products and or services and get paid. The facts remain the same. Whether you're washing dishes or trading stocks, if you want to keep your job, you have to toe the line and do the job the way your boss tells you to do it. Because doing the job the way you're told to do it is more important than doing the job right. And that's how you wind up with these mid-level nobodies essentially bossing around some of the most powerful beings on the planet. Some goober like me with a cheap suit and a degree in economics who has to explain that it looks bad when their employees don't support the police or the government or when they start spouting off-brand talking points, whether in person or on social media. So... You wait all your life for superheroes to show up in the real world, and then they finally do, and it turns out they're all a bunch of sellouts. And what's worse is, you can't even resent them for it, because now you're old and cynical enough to appreciate that selling out is really just a question of survival in a world that desperately wants to monetize every aspect of our lives. I got into superhuman business law because when I was a kid... 
My life was kind of tough, and superhero comics meant a lot to me. I'm certainly never going to save the world, but I'd like to think that maybe someday I'll help enable somebody else to save the world, and that'll be the good that I could do. As it is for now, I'm basically a glorified filing clerk. I've never even been in the same room as a superhuman, hero or otherwise. But I don't think the Freerunner is as bad as his reputation. Just given the way the world works, I don't think you're ever as bad as what they say about you. But at the same time, it's not like people are being given a choice here. This guy wasn't something we all voted on and agreed to. He just showed up one day and now we all have to go along with it. If he would just play ball and get hooked up with a decent company that could offer him some sort of management strategy, I think he could turn his whole life around. His public persona. Drop this outlaw urban myth shit and start selling some t-shirts. Get a movie or a TV show. A line of fitness clubs. But no, he won't do that. So instead, what is clearly an incredibly powerful individual is going to spend the prime of his life kicking around crooked cops in some pissant mid-sized city. Just seems like a waste of potential to me.